back on the airwaves after a couple weeks off. We have Talking Shoot. It's the new podcast on the Anchor app, iTunes. We, yeah, I mean, here with as always, we're gonna tear this up. This is the NFL. We got college. We got huge topic to dive right into, and that's Andrew Luck. Andrew He's Luck out. retiring, man. Um, what do you think about that? I, I, I honestly don't know what to expect. But then again, man, you know he's he's always plagued with injury. You know, um, I I can't say that I blame him in this this day and age with the CTE, the CTE and you know the 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 brain damage. You don't know what that guy's gone through. Um, do I still think he has you know, more tread on the tires? No, obviously I do. But then again, I'm not that man. You know, I don't live in his body. I don't know how he feels. I don't you know, the dude's ailments and aches and pains, you know, what he goes through, you know, on a daily basis. So, you know, I wish him the best of the luck. It kind of sucks because, you know, no pun intended, I wish him the best of luck. But, um, you know, I, w- I would like to see more from him. I thought he was a he, – he's a he's one hell, uh, hell of a quarterback. But, like, like everybody knows he's played with injuries, man. So, um, I, I hope the guy can pull through. Um, he seemed emotional when he was talking about leaving. He was talking about his father and, um, you know, a team game and everything. So, you know, I, put, I, I, you know, as a human being, I feel, I feel for the dude, you know. So I, I hope he pulls through, man. And, you know, he's not too serious and he can go on, maybe teach some kids, uh, some, uh, football and be a good, uh, uh, coach in that right. But as for his playing days, man, I, I can't say that. Um, I'm surprised. I'm surprised. I just, you know, it, it is what it is. And you just look out to see who the new quarterbacks are going to be. Yeah, I mean, I just, the timing of it. You right. know what I mean? Is that wrong? I mean, like, I just, I don't, I don't, I, even if you're unhappy and you think this way, you know, you couldn't say it before the draft. You, you were still going through injuries and this and that. You just leave your franchise just wide open like that. Uh, Honestly, I thought that was a Bush League move. And when the fans uh, booed him at the stadium, I actually was uh, – I don't mind it. I think that, you know, he could have done a better job. And when it's time to go, it's time to go. I get it, okay? And, and and some people don't think like the fans were all we want is championships and this and that. It is a business. Uh, the Colts actually gave him the money, which we're not used to in Detroit. Detroit takes all back all right. their money. So it, it was very interesting to see that. But – uh I, I think he's coming back. I, I just can't see a guy that young make leaving that much money on the table. I mean, he's leaving about maybe two hundred million dollars on the table. Right, but if he can, you know, but if he can get the money elsewhere, you know, coaching or being an analyst or something, you know, just kind of like Barry, man. You know, Barry's gone in his prime, dude. You know, he still had way more, way more tread on his tires. Uh, and I think Andrew Luck's sitting in the same boat, man. And, and which makes you think: is is it a physical thing or is it a franchise thing? Is he unhappy with the franchise the way they're going, you know, or is it he just he just can't do it no more? He's just Bill Romanowski popping, you know, pills just to get out of bed type deal. I don't know, but yeah, you're, on your standpoint about you know his his whole timing of, of everything yeah most definitely it's 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 suspect like if you knew if you had an inkling if you knew you know at least give franchise warning because like you said now you got eric ebron it's wondering who's gonna throw him 14 touchdowns a game you know same thing with the same thing with mac you know and all, and all the wide receivers around there like like now they gotta look towards the backup they're they're so ill-prepared 
So yeah, at that standpoint, yeah, they kind of, kind of let them, you know, you know, hanging in the wind, man. It's not, it's not cool, most definitely. But you know, it, 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 when it comes to these dudes, you gotta kind of look out for number one because the league doesn't look out for you. You know what I'm saying? But and, and they get on the flip side, you right. know, you got these players like in the player union, your and your and your teammates who fight for you. So yeah, dude, it's a catch twenty two. It's a very great area for you know you're lucky to be treading in right now, man. So um. You know, I, I, I hope, like, it's nothing too detrimental to his health. But if he has more tread in the tires, man, and if he owes it to these, you know, the, the city and the franchise and the fans, man, by all means, I think you're right. He should come back. But, you know, who knows? It's all it's all up to him at this point. You know, the preseason has been such a joke this year. I, I mean, I used to be into the preseason, and – I've never been so disappointed with a preseason than this year. And for him to do it at, at, at like at the end of a game, it pops on the screen. The, he's there. I mean, it's just awkward, man. I mean, I guess you got to give him a little props for just doing it. You know, when, it, when he said he's done, he's done. I give him a little bit of props for that. But, I mean, for the fans, it, it's kind of like a kick in the nuts. And I think that uh, you were talking about Barry and, and Andrew Luck. Well, Andrew Luck got a couple first-rounders on his O-line. They made the playoffs last year, I believe. They were on the upswing. And this year, they were they, they had a chance to do something. And now, you know, that's all gone. And, and that's all speaking from a fan's point. I don't know if, you know, like you said, is his body, this and that. And I, as a fan, I don't really care. You get paid all that money, fulfill your contract. And you know what I mean? Like, it, it just sucks for the NFL, sucks for the Colts. It sucks for everybody. I really think that, you know. And, and this is the only way Matt Stafford was going to move up that quarterback chart <laughs> to, like, the top 15 for me is if another guy drops out or gets injured, Cam gets injured, Luck gets uh, out, retires, now Stafford's sitting at, like, 12. You know what I mean? It's kind of fun. No, no, it is. Man, but. I mean, I, I, I haven't seen anybody so pissed about Andrew Luck retiring, but O.J. Simpson. You see that? O.J. Simpson's about to go uh, go go oh. hunt down Andrew Luck and stab him. O.J. OJ Simpson friggin' picked Andrew Luck in his fantasy draft, and then Andrew Luck retires a little bit after his fantasy draft. Dude, he went on a little tirade about uh, a bet about, uh, I don't know, I think a little Twitter. I think it was a little Twitter video of O.J. Simpson pissed off. So I don't know if you find Andrew Luck with his head halfway decapitated, bro. Just you know, we might know who we might know who it is. So I think since Andrew Luck got to keep the money, I'm right. being serious too. He got to keep he got to keep the money. I think every fan that has proof of that he drafted Andrew Luck should get his entry fee back from Andrew right. Luck. I mean, literally, this is a huge business. This is a huge, you know. This is this means fantasy football brother and i know you had a fantasy draft today i'll be asking you a little bit about Good. that coming up it, fantasy football is life to it a is. lot of people i mean i mean God, our buddies we throw 200 a piece and we go in the millionaire maker and we have leagues and this and that we have leagues that you know i'd love to be in ian's league one year and uh i, I you know you're, you're with your brothers and you're you're talking about four years ago when you you lost four games to miss the playoffs it means a lot to people and for this guy to fuck everyone over, it, I get it. I get it. Football can be this crazy. But you know what? Is is I'd, I'd be more concerned if he went to the doctor and, and this was a, a 
a concussion thing. But if this is just a, a body thing, I mean, you look at Roger Staubach at the Hall of Fame speech and the guy's walking like a fucking robot, dude, because he gave it his all for 20 years on the football field. You know what I mean? It's kind of like a, a silver spoon type thing for me, dude. I, I just – I don't like Andrew Luck right now, and I'm sorry. That sounds really bad, but I just I'm, – that's the stance I'm taking. I'm just I just don't like the way this all went down, and I don't really give a fuck about the Colts. But I mean, I just don't like the way it all shakes. No, and, really and you know what? Fair enough, bro. Because I think I think a lot of people can think like that. No, no man, just don't feel bad about going at it or saying about it or thinking that way, man. Because a lot of people thought that are thinking that way. You know, I personally think the dude's one hundred percent, not one hundred percent healthy, but healthy enough to be playing in his sport. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna give you, you know, a scenario. It, it, go ahead. I'm gonna give you a scenario. Sorry to cut you off there. Uh, no, no. Aaron Rodgers plays like he has the last two years, and Tom Brady, who's the best quarterback in the league? Uh, Tom Brady. He retires, and Aaron Rodgers plays like he did. Andrew Luck would have oh. been the face of the foot, the oh, face most, of the league. But anyway, go on. Most uh, most definitely. If uh, Tom Brady retires, yeah, Aaron Rodgers is the next dude up. You know what I'm saying? But Aaron Rodgers, to me, still needs to get a couple of Super Bowl rings to be considered – you know, uh, I, uh, in the GOAT discussion, considered being one of the greatest of all times, in my in my opinion, you know what I'm saying? He has, he has, he has all, you know, the intangibles to be that. But, you know, has he only has won one Super Bowl. I think that would be a huge blemish on him, you know, when this guy has all these God-given talents and all he could squeeze out was one Super Bowl. You know what I'm saying? So, I think, that, I think Aaron Rodgers has probably the best talent quarterback wise in the league most definitely that we've seen in a minute in that position but the fact that he's only got one Super Bowl ring with having you know all that God given ability at this position you have man I want to see more out of Aaron Rodgers before I even boost him as one of the goats man about Rob Parker odd couple talking about Aaron Rodgers being the best and I got a problem with that because he he inherited a team Brett Favre championship I don't know if it was a year or two before Rodgers took over uh but it was a year or two before so he had a pretty stacked team he had some nice offensive linemen and he comes in and Mike McCarthy was killing it we're gonna really see it this year what Aaron Rodgers brings to the table he's had three subpar years and I think when he was so-called the best, I think Detroit was a, a pud a few games, but they were an inept franchise. They were no uh, playoff, you know, couple-win playoff team. They barely scraped the playoffs. And, you know, it's like I think that when Aaron Rodgers did good, Detroit was abysmal, so there was two wins. And it's kind of like what Brady does. He's in a, a league with Miami, and you know what I mean? So he's going to get to the playoffs. It's, so that's what Rodgers does. The Bears were horrible a couple of years, and he took advantage of that. Right. I don't think that uh, I don't think that Aaron Rodgers is some amazing talent. I think he's done okay, and I think he's not horrible, but I don't think he's the greatest of all time by any means. Oh no, that that mantle goes to Brady, Montana. You know, throw some more guys up there. You know, but you're right. He he came in off of you know Brett Favre's uh, construction. So yeah, I could, I could, I could, I could see how you, you know, would say that, but like talent-wise, raw talent, he has 
a hell of a talent and smarts to play in that position. That's why it's just crazy to me that he hasn't gotten any more um, championships or, or he hasn't gotten further into the playoffs, man. I mean, like you said, he, you know, he, he got LaFleur as his new coach coming up. This is going to be a big, big test, man. He's been sitting comfy, you know, in, in McCarthy's system, you know. So now he doesn't want to be that no more. So he put a, to me, he kind of, he kind of, I don't know, sabotaged Mike McCarthy in last year's Green Bay Packers, I believe. I believe he acted like a freaking diva last year, which, you know, adds to the fact that Charlie don't like him uh, uh, anymore either. But he acted like a little diva, got Mike McCarthy fired, got his new coach in. So, yeah, let's see if he if he is, like you said, has another subpar season. And I think that you, you're not even going to be able to talk to him about climbing the ranks to get to the GOAT conversation even. So, yeah, I'm with you on that one. I mean, I can't, I can't, I can't get behind what the odd couple says. I just I need to see more greatness and more success and more championships out of uh, – Aaron Rodgers even even pushing towards the mention of even being in the conversation. So I'm trying to make ways to make the preseason uh, tolerable. I used to love the preseason, Sash. I mean, I used to go – I used to latch on to a couple people, and I love Chris Spielman on the broadcast, and I'd love – I haven't watched one second of the Lions preseason, and I've barely watched maybe like 10 minutes total of all of preseason. And I just, I, it's nothing's, it's, it's just, okay, here's my thing, Sash. This is what's really pissing me off. Okay. You got, you got Matt Patricia, who's a second year head coach, and you're acting like these games don't matter at all. I think they do. I think that, the, I think that these preseason games, show you how your coach, how good your coach is, okay? I understand they don't mean anything, but I'm saying uh, if you you have a good coach, maybe he time manages well. Maybe he plays with the lead well. Maybe he comes back from behind. Maybe it shows how good of a coach. I wouldn't just go, oh, these are games. They don't mean nothing. Never mind. I think these games are important, and especially the uh, fans like us who see this team as a four, five, six-win team, and and they're giving us absolutely nothing in the preseason. Yeah, man, that's like that's like drafting a tight end in the first round if your team has the luxury to do it. No pun intended, but no, it's most definitely right. we we don't have the luxury of other teams. <laughs> you know, we're not sitting here like the Patriots going in thinking that or knowing that where we're gonna end up. You know, saying so we're not doing that. We can't. We haven't been able to do that. So like these four games, yes, man. These are these are. These four games are great for, you know, low, low end, bottom of the road, bottom of totem pole teams to like, you know, work on stuff. And like you said, not only that, the coaches work on the little things. Like you said, time management, using your timeouts correctly. You know, co- what what to call. You know, in in like hypothetical situations in, in your mind, what you will, how to run stuff. You know what I'm saying? So like, yeah, take advantage of it. But all in all. I, I'm in agreement. I really give a shit about uh, preseason. I never have. I never will. I think it's just for dudes to fight for the last few positions on a 53-man you know roster. That's what I think it is. But yeah, I think it's also good for you know your starters to kind of get in there to show that they got something and get a little 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 bit of reps. But then again, 
look, look what happens. Lamar Miller, look what happens. Cam Newton, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, do you do you risk running your studs? Do you risk running your 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 uh, your starters? You know, it's you know what's McVay came out and said he's not starting any of his starters. Jared Goff's not playing. Cool, gotcha, awesome. You know what I'm saying? I, I can't sit there and blame the guys for doing that, man. Because at this point, would you really want one of your studs going out for a preseason game? You know what I'm saying? I understand. Yeah, I understand that. But I do think that the fans are – this is getting ridiculous. Like, okay, then don't charge for the games because it's not worth anything. I think that they should do this. I think they should have four or five games. Uh, I don't want more games, so we'll say four. But every team in the north plays every team in, uh, you know, either either their own conference or you play out of conference, right? And then say the north wins, we play the. Uh, I think that basically that you somehow they figure it out where every team in the north plays every team in the AFC South. We'll say one game, right? And then they play a different division. And whoever has the most wins gets uh, an easier pick of the schedule. Uh, you know what I mean? I think I think that 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 might increase more competitiveness in baseball's All Star Game. How it's home field advantage in the World Series. You know, like I want something like that because right now it, this is pathetic. There's nothing worse than a sport, a professional sport that doesn't mean anything. A game. It's just pointless. It's a waste of our time, their time. There's people like Curse who gets a season-ending injury for what? Life, his career's over now for what? A second-quarter, ten-yard pass like it, it mean like his career's over. I, I just I think it's the dumbest thing. They should have something on the line. I think it should have something to do with the schedule. Uh, have an easier schedule, like the worst team. Uh, you know, it's just I think if we all played the teams, say the NFC North swept the NFC South, AFC South, well then we we get to pick our division. Like who, you know, how they play someone from the other divisions every year, and then we switch it up. I think they should have like the worst division. Okay, if we win, we won the most preseason games. Our division did. Then we get to pick. Uh, uh, we get to play the worst division in the AFC when, uh, when we play the AFC. Something like that to just get. I just think that that has to be the way they go. I just, but they'll never do that. But it's just this, this is pointless football. If not, have it two more games and just have two games of preseason. Oh, yeah. This is I agree with junk. you, man. It's just, it I, really I've never is. liked preseason. It, it, it's, it, it doesn't, it doesn't give these guys incentives to do anything. I'm kind of intriguing the way you said it, you know, kind of compared it to, uh, you know, baseball. Uh, I assume you're talking about how uh, home field advantage goes to uh, the, what you call it? Yeah, we're gonna also something along those lines. Really so, yeah, no, I I think it's kind of you know cool, different. I'm sure it's all coming. Um, I would like to see you know total, divisions totally get obliterated. To be honest with you, man, you know I would like to see like who are who are the best teams? Those best teams need to go into the playoffs. Not the best teams to the left, to the right. No, you know what I'm saying? Like I th- I think they kind of need to do something like they for basketball, like each team plays every single team, what, twice it'd be, yeah, you'd have like a uh, instead of an 80-something game season, you'd have a 64-game season you know, uh, maybe longer playoffs, something but, I, you know, I would like to see divisions just totally get obliterated, to be honest with you, man because, you know, I want to see the best teams play 
each other, not the best teams from the left and best teams from the right, because you could have the, the, the actual eight best teams in the league could be in the NFC. You know what I'm saying? And the AFC has like the shittiest teams. It could be like that. You know what I'm saying? But if you just totally ratified divisions, man, and just be like, who are the best teams? The best teams are getting in. Everybody plays each other once or however, you know, and then they go off into the playoffs. Um, that's what I would like to see, to be honest with you. Just get rid of divisions altogether. Here's here's my here's my wild wild thought that really should happen. We don't play the starters anyway, right. correct? I mean, we're playing the rubs, right? Well, now we take the top twenty-five. We'll take the top thirty-two in college football, and you mix them up and you play this. And you're playing your rubs against the college, and guess what? That determines your t- college top 25 pre-poll because some of these teams are going in there with, like, Michigan up towards the top with Shea Patterson, uh, seven guys leaving from the defense, and they're, hey, we're fifth in the country. I'm telling you right now, I love Michigan. We're going to get into them, but there's no way in fuck that we're fifth or sixth in the country, seventh in the country. I'll tell like, you, you, right you, now, you think no they're ranked too high? that we're fifth in the country. By the time this is done, yeah. Oh, they're fucking wait, wait. Shea Patterson? What has Shea Patterson showed you? No, I, to, I, to, I agree with you. I agree with you. We should be fourth in the country, like, no doubt. Yeah. See, well, that's what I'm saying. So if, if the Alabama played Cleveland Browns, and of course the starters maybe play a series and yada yada. I mean, obviously that'll never happen, but that'd be a cool way to act. People would be interested because now you're seeing the college guys. How do they fare against the pros? We've always wondered now. And then it also determines the college pre top 25 with the first poll instead of just going, well, Alabama, they're one, you know, it's like, well, how do you know? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like maybe if they have a point system, Hey, they Alabama put up 14 against the Dolphins and Georgia put up seven. So Alabama's a little bit better than Georgia. And they have a point system like that. That would be amazing, but obviously that's no never gonna happen. But it's just kind of that'd be like one of the coolest things to revamp a dead. Right. And, and I, so, I also uh, think the, the shared practices. You know I mean? uh, maybe they should just open those up to public. You know, not even have preseason. Just open up the shared practices. You know, let, let the let the kid let the kids go and meet and greet. You know what I'm saying? You can you can you can meet your own Lions players, or you can meet the Texans. You know what I'm saying? So I, I think that would kind of help out the fans to, uh, uh, you know, lighten the fans' moods and, and kind of get them prepared. And, oh, they got their taste of, the you know, football. But, you know, I, I just – I'm not a big fan of – I've never been a big fan of the preseason, man. I think there's ways around it besides just, you know, playing four preseason games with just watching scrubs play who might not even be playing uh, at NFL in the next couple – in the next month. So – um, yeah, something needs to be done, something different. But yeah, it just hasn't grasped me. It has never grasped me. I don't know what they they can do, dude. This is I'm talking about. This is since I was a kid. Chris. So we preseasons never got me giddy. Never grasped me. I never put stock into it. I, I just I don't know. I just it just it eludes me. See, I love when the guys play well enough to make a team, but I'm not seeing that. You know what I mean? I'm not seeing anything. It's I watched the Raiders the other day. They had a little shifty wide receiver. That was kind of cool, but yeah, I'm here, go ahead. That, nothing, you know. 
So, you there? Oh, my bad. Okay, so what we want to do now is I got a couple things. We're going to end on Michigan football. So whenever you uh, kind of got a, you know, got about 20 minutes left or whatever, 15 minutes left, just start talking about Michigan. Be like, hey, we'll bring in Michigan football. But I got a couple things. We haven't talked in a while, man. And some big NBA things have happened. And one of them was uh, Dwight Howard filling in for Boogie Cousins, another injury for Boogie. And now Dwight Howard back to L.A., uh, you can't hear when he farts. He's not going to win a farting contest. When but, has is this going to Dwight move Howard moved the needle for you? Decision like wh- why? I don't. I don't know. Okay, never, never. He's never moved a needle. He never will. He's you know he was only good in in Orlando. He's Mister Nice Guy. I mean, <laughs> the dude is is built like a prototypical you know center, but he doesn't act like he doesn't move like he doesn't have killer instinct. He's Mister Nice Guy. He's always been that. He's like. He's like mellow to me. I, I, you're a one trick pony. I know what I'm gonna get from you. You know what I'm saying? So I don't, I don't think this is gonna help. I mean, it, it's he's gonna help out. He's a body. He's gonna do his thing. Don't get me wrong. You know what I'm saying? But is this like, oh my god, this is like the craziest move? No, dude. It's just it, to me, it's a desperation move. There's nobody. There's nobody that's gonna go over there. Boogies. They have too much money wrapped in everybody, wrapped in the boogies. So they gotta give. You know, Dwight, a uh, little, a uh, year deal just so they have a body on the floor, man. This is this is, this is nothing. This is move the deal an inch. Yeah, I agree. I agree. That's yeah. what, I, you know, I just had to fit it in. And you know what? I want to ask you some more stuff. What we got today? You had a fantasy draft, and I got mine next week. A lot of people are going through theirs. How did your first round, first couple rounds shake out? My first three and picks are keepers, what, what right? So I kept, I kept Christian McCaffrey. I have uh, uh, Evans, and late, late last year I picked up Rob Robert Woods. Uh, so those three were my keepers. I thought I had pretty solid keepers, man. I did a, I did a, um, I did a little different this year. So we started off in our first round is basically our fourth round, right? So I waited until technically. It would be the seventh round to even get another running back. So I didn't really take too much stock in my running backs, man. I went more, you know, wide receiver uh, heavy. Uh, my one of my favorite wide receivers I picked up was uh, was Pettis from San Francisco. I think he kind of went under the radar. Um, I picked up uh, uh, what's his face, guy. He's a uh, Philadelphia. Uh, Eagles running back Howard. I picked up Howard late, which I think that was a pretty good pick. Um, uh, you know, I'd, I'd have to look back in my draft board, dude, but um, I'm 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 pretty uh, pretty solid. Who I picked my my fourth pick, which is technically my first pick. I picked up George Kittle, so I got one of the top three, you know, tight ends, and I went from there. I got got Russell Wilson. Russell's consistent; doesn't put up like big, huge numbers like. You know, uh, Andrew Luck might have if he was uh, healthy this year. But, you know, Russell's always consi- Russell's always consistent, does it with his feet, does it with his uh, arms. So, um, Russell was my uh, <laughs> quarterback. And then I got Nick Foles, like, one of the very last rounds as my, as my backup. But um, all in all, man, I really, I, really, I really like my dudes. I picked up Allen Robinson would be second or fifth round, really. So it's like I got I got some I got some good dudes, man. You know, Al Robinson's gonna be number one for the Bears. Um, so I, I I like where I'm sitting. I just I gotta 
I gotta actually look at the picture that I took of the of the board to actually really get in depth of it again because I was there for like four hours. So Oh, it's one of those. Yeah, so I mean, you know, that's tough to uh you know shake down because I haven't done any drafts yet and I probably should do a couple mocks going into because I don't know like I you know, this is one of them years in fantasy. Like if you were to start over, like I don't know if we're gonna do our talking shoe league. We might. Uh we're gonna have to talk about it soon. But uh it's just like if we start over everything from scratch, it's a really complicated process this year. There is no priest Holmes, there is no Ladanian Tomlinson. It's just wide open this year, really. I mean, we don't know what we're going to get with Todd Gurley. We don't know what we're going to get out of David Johnson. We don't know a lot of things, and it's it's actually quite refreshing. Oh, yeah, most definitely. This you know, like and just for us, we do, really a, we do three-year keepers. So to do well, we do three years like, of keepers, and then we redraft uh, for, for another set of three years. So this this year, like you, there's a lot of different faces, you know. You know they're coming out in the rain, man. So, so I really gotta, I would really pay attention to these guys this year, man, because they have, like you said, dudes are coming out of the woodwork, man. It's like, it's like, it's like, Chris, dude, it's like the end of, it's like the end of our era, man. We're, you know, we we saw we saw all this good basketball, we saw all these good, you know, football players, and they all stood the test of time, you know, from from Brady to Manning to to, to Vince Carter. You know what I'm saying we've and it's the end of these guys, so we're gonna start seeing these new faces, and we're not used to that, you know, because we've been used to seeing the same faces for you know decade plus. You know what I'm saying? So I think this is this is that turning point where we're gonna see these new athletes, and these guys are gonna and these guys that we see both basketball and football are gonna end up being household names, man. You know what I'm saying? Maybe we might look at them now, like you know who's like for instance, like who's Kiki Kuti? I think Kiki Kuti is gonna be. One hell of a, a, a sneaky pick uh, down there at, for the Texans, man. Um, he's their little slot receiver. I think he's going to be – they're going to design a, a lot of good plays for him, man. So it's like in the next few years, we're going to be hearing about Kiki. And it's going to be like, oh, oh, hey, Kiki's a shit. You know, these guys, they're going to start proving themselves to be high. I, I feel like this is the new era is marching in for these new cats. So Speak, speaking of new era – Tight end spots really difficult. There's only about five of them that really shine. Maybe Eric Ebron's one of them, a top ten tight end. I think uh, I think TJ Hawkinson has the most upside. I know Matt Stafford's never used a tight end correctly. I know that uh, you know there's a lot of things, but this new offensive coordinator uh, uh, had Jimmy Graham uh, for a minute there. He succeeded well. Uh, you know, I I do think. Hawkinson's a nightmare ma- uh, matchup nightmare. I think that he has the most upside and of any tight end in the league. Uh, every every practice highlight that they show, it's Hawkinson catching a touchdown. Right. Um, it, it doesn't mean anything right now, but I do think that he'll be a steal. And in, in my draft coming up, I think I will be taking him a little higher. And people will go, look at Hawkinson, home, Homer pick, Homer, pick. and I'm gonna be like, yep. And then uh, we're gonna see what happens because. Tight end's a fickle situation. If you don't get Kittle, you know, there is no more Gronk. You know, we just talked about it. Uh, end of era, Gronk's gone. And now it's, like you said, Kittle's the number one tight end. Kelsey is number one. And, you know, those after those two, it's a, it's a, a marbles in a shoebox. So, <laughs> right. uh, but uh, you know what? 
one last situation with the NFL that I want to talk about before we get into college is because college, man, I, I'm just I'm fucking amped, dude. I can barely go to sleep just waiting for this college season. But Zeke Elliott, um, you know, you you know, Zeke's like my favorite player, and I was actually kind of this sound, you know, like I said, my opinions are always not what everyone wants them to be, but I, I actually liked how he did his business. He's not going to be in the league that long. Uh, he's the best player in the league. I think that, I mean, that's arguable. I'm not saying, you know, you can say he's not, and I'll be like, okay, well, I think he's top 10 players in the league, if not top five. And I think that, pay me, I'm not going to be around forever. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a bell cow. Just give me my money. And you know what? Jerry Jones is in the situation with Dak Prescott, who's a fucking garbage <laughs> quarterback. And, and, and he's got to try to split up the dollars between Zeke and Zach and Dak. And I think that, uh, I think this is, if I were the Cowboys, I would just pay Zeke his money and I'd roll the dice next year with all those quarterbacks coming out, trade Dak. What about this? This is what I'm telling you. I'm asking you this and I want you to weigh in on this. Tell me uh, Matt Stafford to Dallas for, for Dak. We get a one-year rental and then we go into next year's draft with a fucking either we sign Dak over again or we go get one of those top six guys that are coming out next year. I would love that. You got a pen? Tell me where to sign. I would do that in, I would do that in a second, dude. Yeah. Um, I think I think we're, we're sitting here talking about Aaron Rodgers, you know, career kind of being, you know, exactly what it he, uh, what's going to happen because, you know, his new coordinator or his new uh, head coach. I think Stafford's on his on his way out as well, man. I think this is just a telling time. You know, this is what his third, third or fourth um, uh, offensive coordinator. If you can't grasp onto it at this point, dude, you know you're already you're already ten plus years in the league, man. I think we, you know that guy is definitely has to be in line, but you know he's not. You know he's going to be protected by the the Fords. I mean Fords in his name, so they probably like him even better because of that. So you know, I, I think even even if they lose. This year, Stafford's still going to be our quarterback. Just like it, even if even if Michigan doesn't get past Ohio State hump, doesn't win the Big Ten, he's still going to be coach, man. And you know, the, you know, we'll we'll get to that later for sure. But like, no, most definitely with with Zeke, I I can't I can't say I, I you're right. I don't mind how he did not handle it because when it comes to NFL, man, running backs, dude, get beat the f up, dude. They're, they're the second most person to touch the ball behind a quarterback, and they don't nearly get hit as much as the uh, they, quarterbacks don't nearly get hit as much as they do. So yeah, um, I, I think I think Zeke holding out the way he did was was perfectly fine, man. Because he, he, running backs like Zeke, dude, they uh, they're generational players, man. You know what I'm saying? And Zeke, uh, I, I, as much as I hate Ohio State, as much as I hate that he's a Buckeye, you know, I, I gotta give credit where credit is due. He's one hell of an athlete, one hell of a football player. So, yeah, man, it's pretty good. I, I, I got, I got, I got to say that so I do not hate the way he handled his business. Get your business, get your money, young man. So we're getting into college football, and I like how you said that real quick on that though. A lot of people were defending Matt Stafford this week. Uh, they were coming at me, and I, they were like, "I don't know what happened. He played against Green Bay week seventeen." And he played pretty decent against the worst defense in the league. And now everyone's got that good thought of Stafford going forward. I'm on another bus of Stafford. Like you said earlier, I loved how you put that. He's on his fourth coordinator or whatever it is. 
And you know what? He's always had a dummy down offense because he's been a moron. And I just think all these people started coming at me like, Stafford's one of the best. He's not that good. Okay? Like, uh, what would our record be with a rookie quarterback this year? Or what would our record be with Stafford? It's not going to be that different, I don't think. You know what I mean? Like, what is it, two-game difference? Right. Is that two-game two difference worth all the mills that they're giving him? Worth all worth the contract they're giving him is to win two more games than a a, a rookie quarterback, in my opinion, is not. So I'm with you, man. It's just it – there's, there's no – I'm just I'm just tired of them hanging on because of you know they want to be loyal to people or oh I love me such a nice young man you know like no, no doubt Stafford is probably a dude, good dude off the field you know what I'm saying you know for, from my family is uh, he's been good to my family for you know the reasons I I've spoken about my brother-in-law you know I'm sure he does stuff around the around uh, Detroit metro Detroit area he's a philanthropist that's great Awesome. I love I love him for being that kind of man, giving that kind of person, human being and whatnot. We're talking about on the field. We're talking about on the gridiron, you know. And so when we say that we say what we say on a gridiron about Stafford, it just pertains just to football. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, man, it, it's 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 put up or shut up, man. I think I think it's been put up or shut up for a while, man, and and, and it's and then we're just stuck with it, dude, because the Fords are just gonna keep keep on keeping these people, you know, because they love them. This is good people. It's great. It's great people, you know. Look, Matt Stafford gained a lot of respect, especially with Carson Wentz going down. And, uh, you know, uh, there's a couple other guys down. Now we got Andrew Luck leaving. Uh, I, I, I do respect him that he's been there every week and he's barely missed any games and this and that. But here's my thing. I don't think that he's going to make it through this season. I, I think that offensive line is so atrocious that he'll be out week three. If, if he makes it to week three, I want to see what happens. You know, when he faces a good team, it's going to be teed off time because our best blocker mm-hmm. is TJ Hawkinson. So it's going to be, it's going to be tough to see how he makes it through. And like you said, you hit a nail on the head with how much money this guy's getting paid. Now you see a guy like Patrick Mahomes. He wasn't the first pick in the draft. He was like the sixth or seventh pick in the draft. And now he's the best quarterback in the game. And he's already won, what, one or two playoff games? Well, that's kind of crazy, isn't it? Because Matt Stafford's been around for 11 years and has not even sniffed a playoff game. And, he, I mean, I mean not, he's never sniffed a win, that's for sure. He's never been close. Maybe Dallas the one time. But whatever. So I get what you're saying, and we're on the same page with that. But all these people around here in Detroit, he comes out against Green Bay, worst defense in the league, plays good. And then now he's you guys love him. I remember when you guys were bitching about him a couple weeks before that. And I always turn to I always turn to the Jets, the Jets game. You come out, this is your tenth year in the league, and you lose to Sam Darnold at home by like double digits. Uh, you know, if there was a triple digit, you would have right. lost by triple digits. And you know, you come out the next week and you lose to a San Francisco team with Jimmy Granopolo, who's started three games in the fucking NFL lifetime. He started two games his whole NFL career, and you lose to back-to-back scrub quarterbacks in your 10th year. What the fuck? Get over the guy, okay? He's a good guy like you're saying, but he's not right. a great quarterback. But I digress. No, I'm just kidding. So we're getting into college football here, and before we start off with the, the program, the Michigan Wolverines, we got to talk about this. I haven't really heard too much about it. I just heard about it today a little bit. Ohio State's under scandal, and it's kind of weird how Urban Meyer once again 
leaves right before everything comes out, and now there's a huge scandal at Ohio State. And you know what I mean? Is this is this something that you did not see coming? Well, no, I kind of figured that that's what was happening when he left. I mean, like, why is he leaving? You know, he always grabs his – he does the red fox and grabs his heart like, Cletus, I'm going home, Cletus. You know and, like, and like, oh, no, he's got heart problems again. Like, okay, well, you know, he, was, he had heart problems a couple years ago, and then he came right back and signed a big contract. So now he comes back. But, yeah, now there's huge, huge uh, – what is it, like a molestation thing going on? Uh, you know, State? if it's going to be the next Penn State thing, dude, this is going to be disgusting. And and, and fans fans of the program aren't going to be able to uh, – how can I say Aren't going to be able to defend this, man. This is, you know, despicable if it happens. But the truth will come out, you know, but if people honestly thought that – the same people that think that scandal wasn't going to follow him out are the same people that probably think uh, Jeffrey Epstein killed himself in his own headlock. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, it's, it's going to come out, dude. It's like everywhere he's gone, everywhere he's gone. There's always been, there's always been smoke and everybody knows where there's smoke, uh, there's fire. So this doesn't surprise me at all. I hope it's not true because it's gross, disgusting, immoral, you know, but we're, we're going to find out, man. But, you know, like, what, what's what's your whole, you know, whole take on the whole thing? I just can't believe right. this. In 2020, like, what kind of crazy stuff is going on nowadays? I, I haven't heard much about it. All I've heard was athletes are coming out left and right, and, and this is looking really bad. But it's bad for the victims and everything. I got to see what's going on, but... I mean, what a trashy program, and and trashy things happen to trashy people. You know what I mean? Yo, absolutely, man. Um, um, but besides that, man, we're talking about how state is. Can Michigan get over the hump? Let's switch gears a little bit because let's talk about happy stuff now. Actual football, right? Like, are you, is it going to be the year that Harbaugh gets does what he got hired to do? And are we going to win the Big Ten championship? Are we going to be part of the one of the four teams to be into the, you know, uh, playoffs? You know, um, I just don't think it is. I just don't think. I just don't feel anything. You know, I'm not. I, I can't. I can't put my stock into a man who has you know brought nothing to the table. You know, what I'm saying, yeah, we beat, we beat, we we beat the crap out of teams all season long until it comes to Michigan State, until it comes to Ohio State, until it comes to like Penn State. You know what I'm saying? We, we we can't get over those humps, man. You know, and, and until we do, I, I, I'm not going to sit here and call Michigan uh, a success. Dude. I'm not going to call what Jim Harbaugh is doing here a success, even though he's given us, what, nine, ten wins a season? It doesn't matter to me. I don't care anymore. I want to see a championship. I'm, You know, I don't want to talk about semantics. I, I, I don't care about his booger eating. I don't care about his old uh, – his old uh, – Getting into it with Cincinnati's coach, I can't think of his name right now. Uh, is that his name? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't want to get into him going back and forth with that, him saying this, that, and the third, or him saying that you know, basically alluding to wherever, wherever Urban Myers go, which I agree with him. Wherever Urban Myers goes, there's always controversy, there's always a scandal, which just, just I don't need that from you, man. You know, 
leave that to analysts, leave that to journalists to point that stuff out. You worry about your program, you worry about your squad, man. And that's what I think sometimes just annoys me what he does. Just shut up and coach, dude. I don't want to be like, shut up and dribble. Well, just shut up and dribble, you know, because I do believe these guys need to use their platforms. But at times, bro, you just seem like a kook sometimes, man. You know, you know that, 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 that's, the, that's, that's starting off the nervous chicken thing. When the nervous chicken thing, I was like, dude, just shut up. Just shut the hell up and, and, and just coach, okay? I'm, just, I'm, I'm sick of hearing your stupid takes on life, man. Just, I want to hear you. I, just keep it on the field. Shut up and coach you. That's it. I'm at, I'm at that point. You know what I'm saying? If 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 he was if he was uh if he came to Michigan and give us like three national championships in a row, I would sit back and not even say this right now. Talk all you want, dude. Do what you got to do. Keep bringing them championships, but he has it. So uh, little change of course. Shut up and worry about your damn program. Look, he's come in like a prima donna, and what has he done? He took a San Francisco team. And they went to the Super Bowl, and if, they, if, if Roger Goodell doesn't flip that breaker, they lose by five touchdowns. He flips the breaker, they come back within a score or two. It, it's, 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 he hasn't, he's acted like he's Vince Lombardi, and he hasn't done a fucking thing. Now we go forward, and I, I think it's kind of like before we met our wives. I feel like this is how you're feeling, and I'm feeling the same way is we've been hurt before, and we don't want to give our, we, we don't know if this is it just yet. Uh, we've been hurt, and we've seen the same kind of stuff. I think Gaddis taking over the play calling helps. But then we got this thing that it always reminds me, not to get too excited, is when you got uh, Wilson being the star, the lead running back going into the season. Now, he got one offer from North Dakota State. You know, uh, We got Zach Charbonneau, and that, I heard him talk about Zach, and he's like, yeah, he missed camp and this and that and with injuries and whatever else, but he's a stud. And you're talking about how he's third, fourth, fifth on the depth chart. That kind of shit is what makes fans like me and you upset. You have to have the balls to switch your quarterback in the national championship game because you got a better player on the bench. You got to have the balls to start a five-star recruit running backs Alabama this year. You got to have the balls to do certain things. We know it. He does it. He's got two quarterbacks that are better than Shane Patterson. Start the fucking guy that can win the game. Don't just start Shane because you act like you owe him something. You don't owe the kid nothing. If he acts up and he acts like a diva, he send him off on his way. You don't owe these kids anything. They came to your school. You got to win the fucking game. That's the main thing. And and our wide receiving core looks good. And offensive line is – if not this year, in the next couple of years, our offensive line is going to be dominant if the kids stay. Nowadays, they can just leave, like free agency. But I, I get where you're coming from is this rests on Harbaugh, and that's why I like to see a new offensive coordinator because Harbaugh liked to take the rag and just rinse the water until the rag was dry, and that's not football nowadays. It's run the fucking score up. That's why you got your ass kicked against Ohio State. Because you're you're playing a rinse rinse the rag football, and they're playing score a touchdown every time they touch the ball football, and that's how you have to do it. No one's gonna wait for you. You know you're in the game against Notre Dame; they blow you out in the first half. You somehow climb back in the game, and you know it, it was it, that that wasn't even a game. Let's be honest. And he's got to play better against teams that matter: Notre Dame, Ohio State, Michigan State. You shouldn't lose to any of those, not to mention all three of them in a year. 
or right. whatever. You know what I mean? Like, so he's got to do some very big soul searching. That long winded here, but this really pisses me off. Is all this media consensus about how Shea Patterson is supposed to be the best quarterback in the Big Ten, and some people are saying the country. What? <laughs> Your take on that? My take on that is that's complete garbage, dude. Because, like I said, man, I, I like I said, Shea Patterson on the run, it's a thing of beauty. He's good on the run. Shea Patterson, Shea Patterson in the pocket, it, it's my four-year-old daughter. Okay, it, it's gonna be at your feet. It's gonna be 10, 10 feet above your head. You know what I'm saying? He's he's not accurate whatsoever. And and the whole thing you you, you kind of said it was like kind of like before you met your wife and you don't want to get hurt. I kind of take it as you have a crush on somebody, right? You finally get that crush, dude. You guys are in a relationship. She kind of gets out of shape, kind of gets lazy, stuff kind of gets boring. But you don't want to let her go because she might go out there and better herself. And, and and you're gonna see her and be like, damn, I let her go. I let that go. You know what I'm saying? Oh man, I should have waited for her to better herself. It's like we we can't wait on that. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's like you're with me right now. You better you better you better better yourself now with me. You know what I'm saying? There needs to be an ultimatum before your ass is out the door. You know what I'm saying? I think that's what Harbaugh is not getting. He's not getting that ultimatum. So really, he doesn't care. You know what I'm saying? Because he's gonna have this cushy job for as long as he wants it, dude. And it doesn't matter when whether we get into the playoffs, win the Big Ten, it doesn't matter. He's still going to have that job. It all ultimately depends on whether he cares enough to bring his Armada's legacy up 10 notches and, and make us relevant again. That's what it's about, dude. I, You know, and Shea Patterson being number quarterback, that's laughter, dude. And this is the reason why I can't take Jim Harbaugh seriously because he's making serious uh, decisions like starting Jay Patterson over McCaffrey. Dude. I can't take that serious, man. And, and, and for decisions like that, I can't sit there and back him this year. I can't sit here and be excited for Michigan football because I'm not that excited for Michigan football because I don't think this team is going to go anywhere. It's got to show me, you know what I'm saying? Chris, you there? 